Welcome to the S&M Experience. Bah. Welcome everybody to episode 101 of the S&M Experience podcast. This is a super special episode because it's not just myself, Stephen, and Jeffrey in the studio. We got Ooh. a host of other people. Uh, we got, well, here's me, I'm Matthew. Uh, Stephen, we got Stephen. Say hello, Stephen. Hey, Stephen Jones here, as per always. Yep, Jeff over here too. But who else we got? Who else we got? Aaron Neve here. Uh, I'm Brad. I'm also Brad, but that's going to be confusing in an audio format, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll just go by Jeff. I'm Jeff. Nice to meet you guys. Hi, Jeff. Of course, we've had now 100 episodes, and all these fine gentlemen and ladies have been involved in the show at some point. Um, unfortunately, uh, up until episode 67, uh, there was a major fire. I think Steve was the cause, but unfortunately, all those episodes disappeared in a big flame. Um, we got a lot of insurance money back, though, so that's kind of nice. Um, so all those early episodes are lost to time. So that brings us to today's theme, which is forgive and forget. Never forget, you know? Yeah. Movie pictures, bitches. Let's all go to the lobby. All right, so we're going to pitch a movie based on uh, a genre so that Hollywood takes notice and, and makes it. Uh, so we're going to talk about... Fresh voices in here this time. This, this is going to be... Yeah, it's going to be fun. Everyone knows when it comes to movies, the more cooks in the kitchen. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. All, all of Hollywood's best movies have been made by a panel of people. Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ghost Rider 2. Yes, I was going to say... The wow. even better sequel. The Pacifier, Vin Diesel's like career movie. <laughs> That's what he's known for. Yeah. Absolutely. He's still making sequels to it. So we're gonna make a disaster movie. Uh so we're talking movies like uh, like 2012, uh Armageddon, of course, being a one of the finest of the genre. All right, so what do we got to make those disasters? We got volcanoes, earthquakes, earthquakes, twisters, asteroids. Uh, global warming, <laughs> global cooling. Also, when it gets global, global just right. Yeah, That's Jeff, what well, you just said makes me think of something. Uh, here's an idea. Let me pitch to you. We get a bunch of money from a bunch of hardcore Republicans. Sure. We make a global cooling movie. It's yeah. just a big old propaganda piece, yeah. and not... all the hardcore like oil people will go to see it. It doesn't have to have a good story. It doesn't have to make any sort of sense. It's just kind of the antidote to science. Oh yeah. Which is yeah. something we all desperately like, need these days. Like, um, so it's a movie. Mm -hmm. Presumably some kind of ice age happens, <laughs> perhaps. I don't know. We get, just throwing this out there, Ray Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a train. Uh -huh. That has to chase the sun, or they're all freeze to death. Ooh, that's good. And the only thing saving them is their vast supply of oil that they've stockpiled. And reusable straws. Yeah. <laughs> you just see him like sipping his straws, flinging them into the ocean. Ray Romano has nothing but his wit and an unlimited, never ending supply of oil. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to? Do we want to improv a scene between Ray Romano and uh, someone who's denying the global cooling movement? 
Who does a great Ray Romano impersonation? Jen, probably. What do you got, Jen? What does Ray Romano sound like? <laughs> Never mind. Deborah. Deborah. Everybody De say Deborah. 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 What if it's a clone army of Ray Romano? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe through the magic of oil, they managed to clone Ray Romano. And the Ray Romanos are the only hope left. Ray Romano is the only one that can withstand the icy, frigid temperatures <laughs> of the snowballers. And it's nice because we don't have to explain that. Like everyone kind of knows that Ray Romano has that power. <laughs> I've never seen him wear a winter jacket. <laughs> also never seen him die. Nor a toque upon his head. No. Uh, normally you used to see me being a family comedy, but uh, here I am in this, uh, you know, remember I was in Marriage Story. Deborah. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> Huh? What part was he? That's he was in a marriage story. What, you, what part was that? Wasn't he like the lawyer? Jen, are you? Jen, are you uh, Irishman? Do you think? Do you think Adam <laughs> Driver is Ray Romano? Wait, isn't Ray Romano in Marriage Story? He's like the lawyer. Yeah, he was in Star Wars. <laughs> you know Kylo Ren, Ray Romano. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that kisses uh, uh, Ray in the end of Star Wars, yeah. which we Ray. all fucking hated. Ray! 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 Ray. <laughs> and it's revealed that. Die. That's, I remember that bit of Star Wars trivia. Like, Ray is actually named after Ray Romano <laughs> as a weird, nice kind of uh, symmetry between the two characters. Okay, so we have Ray Romano is part of a clone army that's on a train chasing the sun in an attempt to uh, prevent global cooling from finally. Uh, um, killing everyone. Keep in mind this movie, like we really want to hammer home the fact that, um, you know, oil is great and it never runs out. Right, it's infinite. And we should be destroying any sort of renewable energy source immediately because like why bother when there's an infinite resource? So who's the villain? Like yeah. hippies? Yeah, I'm gonna say some like granola crunch and millennials, you know? I mean, I always kind of pictured it as like Al Gore maybe, like, you know, Al Gore. He's good. He's a great villain. Yeah. Who can now? Who can do a great Al Gore impersonation? I did one once. Yeah, you did. That was pretty bang on too. Steve, do you want to be the Al Gore character? I want to be Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we can we get a sample of both your Ray Romano? Like, we'll be the casting. You you uh, you have to try out. Uh, yeah. Audition, um, as they say. Um, I'm Stephen Holmes, um, six foot, um, 32 years old. This is for uh, Ray Romano and the um, Deborah, the train, solar panels. <laughs> and um, now, um, just if, if I'll, I'll also read for Al, here's the real inconvenient truth oil will run out. And this world will be a frozen snowball forever, unless we global warm it. You sound like uh, Nick Cage. Oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs>
I'm gonna ride a mastodon on top of this train straight into the mouth of hell, and then we'll see who's frozen now, devil. <laughs> and let's go. I'm on a train. I'm Nicolas Cage. Ray Romano, what are you doing here? We have to steal the train declaration of frozen independence and put it into the mouth of Ben Franklin, and then the world will be saved. Wait. Are you with me, Ray Romano? Neve, you're Ray. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Stop choking, Ray Romano. I'm, okay? I'm sorry. I can't help it. I don't know what's going on. Use your keyword. Deborah. There you go. Wait, I forget. Are you trying to keep keep it cool or warm it up? I'm trying to warm it up. Does that make me the bad guy? You're the good yeah. guy warming it up. Yeah, you're the good guy now, I think. Because I think we're, the, the disaster is the world's going cold. So we want it warm. Yeah, we want to like use our oil to heat her up. Got it. In this movie, Nicolas Cage can talk to the producers. <laughs> <laughs> right, what's my motivation? Okay. Are you with me, Ray Romano? Yeah. Are these other Ray Romanos with me and you? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're probably club. Yeah, I have to vacuum it for though Deborah said. So let's wrap it up. Okay. Uh, I'm the I'm the original Ray Romano. Everyone else is a clone of me. Everybody loves Raymond. And scene. Yeah, I think we nailed that whole movie. That's the first two minutes. Uh, okay, do we, want, we should probably pitch this movie in a nice succinct 30 seconds. Uh, let's say, uh, Brad Keys, let's go. 30 seconds, pitch the movie. Here. This movie that we were just talking about? Yeah, if you do In a World kind of narration, mm. that'd be ideal. In a world, becoming ice cold by the dastard millennials and their green movement, disaster strikes. And only one man and his trusty sidekick can save the world. Ray Romano. Oh, God. Oh, the train. The train. Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, no. The train. The train. Together, they ride the train into glory and heat. <laughs> our lives to uh, a better place. <laughs> Go see this movie. And Jeff, what's the title of this movie? Uh, the title of this movie is uh, Glacial Awakening. Ooh. That's good. <clears throat> it's the next franchise. Harry Potter, Fast and Furious, Twilight, Spider-Man, French Toast! Alright, so for those just tuning in now, this is where we take some old product that uh, hasn't made the company money for a while, make it into a big old franchise that'll make a buttload of money. Think Trolls, think Lego Movie, think, uh, wow, what else we got? Battleship, huge hit for oh, studios. Um, 
But this week, we're going to do moon shoes. Now, do you want to explain? Yeah, let me tell you about what moon shoes is. Moon shoes is it's basically like a plastic crate with little uh, bungee suspenders on. You put them on your shoes, so the idea is you can bounce higher, as if you're on the moon, like low grab kind of thing. You can jump. So trampoline shoes, trampoline shoes. Oh. Is the thing. So, um, have you guys ever tried these before? My cousins had a pair, and let me tell you, they do not work. There's a reason, like, as you think, you hear, like, that is an amazing idea. Like, every kid is going to want this. Kids love trampolines. Your own personal trampoline on each foot is genius. They just don't work. They're such pieces of garbage. And I think it's the moment where, as a young person, like, when you're six or seven, you think adults really have the world under control. Like, they know what they're doing. They made cars and houses. Yeah. And that's the moment when it, that illusion is really shattered. And you realize, like, no, not everyone knows what they're doing. Because, like, whoever made these moon shoes had no fucking idea what they were making. Yeah. yeah, that's my little rant on that. It's it's like the moment where your innocence as a young person is shattered. All right, so I, th- I think the best part about moon boots is the the connection with the moon. You know, it makes you think that you're in space. So maybe we could do something in space. Yeah, bring space to you, you know? Well, who wants to go to space when we can just, you know, recreate it on Earth? What if yes. the moon boots connect to like, robotic soldiers on the moon who are fighting an invading alien force kind of like uh, a virtual reality setup okay oh i got you you strap on the moon boots you run and your your soldier avatar yeah cool like pacific rim but only the feet part yes but you also still have to connect to somebody else through a brain link because the moon boots are so powerful i mean obviously right like one person can't control one set of moon boots. That would be crazy. The neural load would be just too much. Yeah. It's be a great opportunity to rebrand moon boots like the slogan can be like, you don't choose the boots, the boots choose you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there could be like a Green Lantern type thing there. Tell me more. You die and then someone else gets them. <laughs> yeah. That's basically the gist of Green Lantern. If you give up this the power ring and then the ring, you die. It seeks out somebody who's worthy of it. Do you okay, have so. the capacity for great bounce? <laughs> What's the opposite of moon boots? Regular boots. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Those uh those those boots that like lumberjacks use to climb trees that have like the spikes that stick to Crampons? Sp- Spike boots. Yeah. I was gonna say like the slidey shoes. Like one of those ones that remember kids used to like lean back on their heels oh, and then yeah. they could see wheelies. Wheelies. So maybe it's like a battle with like kids who has moon boots and versus kids who have wheelies. Nice. What if we just try to improve the moon boot by adding as many different foot based uh, products into one? Rollerblades? Like all terrain boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like vehicles that just like yeah. water and keep going. But it works on the moon, works in shopping malls, works everywhere. <laughs> so we want like regular sole, like with the. With, so I'm assuming that all versions of footwear that we're talking about here come with the bounce mm-hmm. capability. Mm-hmm. So flat sole, regular moon boot. You know, you lean back a little bit. Now you've got like the like the the wheel at the back. I don't think we can use the names, probably trademark, but we'll just call it something else. Moon wheel. Roller. Yes, love it. 
So it's Skate, skate blades? That's good. So it's kind of the Inspector Gadget of footwear. Hell yeah. Inspector footwear. Who is like the, who is like the new Zac Efron age-wise so that we can cast this thing? Because like Timothy Chalamet or whatever, he's never going to be in this movie. But who is like the Zac Efron kind of weirdo we could cast to make Moon Boots? Noah Centineo. Who? Is that a real guy? Yeah. What's his name? Noah Centineo. I thought you said Novus. All right. So what is this? No, what's this Noah guy in? I changed my mind to Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. From good. Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. He's he's uh he's cooking with gas right now. Yeah. But Steve, what if the main character is actually a dog named Boots? So I'm just imagining yeah. a dog wearing moon boots. <laughs> Holy shit. It'd be bigger than air, bud. It's already so funny when they just put booties on. Could you imagine playing volleyball against a dog that has moon boots on? Like, it can kick your ass at volleyball in the first place. Imagine with the moon booties on. Oh, it'd, it'd be rough. I would love to watch that movie. Yeah, I would love to, I would like to. There's no rule in the rule book that says a dog can't play volleyball. But there is a rule about illegal equipment, and uh, we're going to have to throw him out for that. What if the dog eats a moon boot, and suddenly he gets all the powers from it? Yeah, because then kids will eat the moon boots, and their parents have to buy more moon boots, which will just, yeah, like Tide Pods. Kids love eating stuff. All right, let's wrap up this segment. I think we, uh, so, uh, Jeff, do you think you could summarize this one? All right. (laughs) Here's the pitch for mm-hmm. Moonboots, right? Steve, do you want to be the executive? Yeah. All right, so Jeff, you pitch to Mr. Uh, Mr. Studio Exec. Mr. That's Dr. Studio Exec. Dr. Studio Exec. Like, could you move Please call me Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Doctor. Am I pitching a am I pitching a product or Mr. Doctor is my father. Call me Mr. Doctor Studio Exec. <laughs> Sir. Perfect. That's my first you, name. I come to you with that. <laughs> my name is Dr. Sir Studio Executive. What are you a doctor of, if I might ask? <laughs> fart history. What I like to say, cool. fart history. Hey, you know what? The tomb of. It's <laughs> well. You're a big executive. Thanks. I have put on a little bit of weight. All right. I have come Do you have an idea? I with an opportunity of a lifetime for you. All right. Hit me with it. Yeah. Now you're you're a, you're a pretty young guy. I don't know if you remember the '90s. I'm 12 years old. Yeah. Okay. Well, when I was 12 years old, we had uh-huh. this product called Moon Boots. Right. It was like a trampoline for your feet. Okay. What? What's yeah. a trampoline? It's like a thing that you bounce on. Like a bed? Yeah, pretty much. It was like a bed for your feet. Built in. Why? You know, like you can only bounce in a bed where there's a bed. This way, you could take the bed with you everywhere. Wonderful. The pitch is this. The moon boot. We're bringing it back. You know, the basic function, the core function there is still going to be there. The bounciness of it. Now, unfortunately, 
you have to have kind of like the heart of a dreamer to wear these because these particular moon boots pick you you know it's so it's it's kind of got like a built-in exclusivity to it which i think is really gonna jive with the kids these days and the trendsetters you know like not every even if you've got the money if the boots don't pick you you're you're out of luck you know what i mean so we're gonna improve upon it though you know we know so like say one second so yeah, say i yeah. buy a pair of these boots yes yeah i go to try them on they deem i'm unworthy yeah yep they'll just take off yeah they're just gonna like just soar out the window and they're gonna find the closest person with the heart of a dreamer and say i then buy another pair of boots same thing's gonna happen yeah exact same thing every time wow yeah yeah pretty... these look really cool so i'm gonna keep trying to buy them yeah so think about like this it's just the income it's evergreen it never ends people are gonna keep trying you know what i mean here's my second question could a dog wear these oh boy i'm glad you asked that's a fantastic question absolutely perfect not only that but there's more they're great so they're great for sports but uh -huh. specifically with dogs and i think you know even among dogs specifically golden retrievers are excellent with these boots they shed a lot yeah so we're talking you know i don't know we're talking about basically spinning this off into a movie franchise <laughs> a golden retriever we strap these babies to the dog's feet. Uh -huh. We give them a leather jacket. We give them a mohawk that goes from like head to tail. You know, oh, that's he's, perfect. The bad, he's the bad boy dog. He doesn't play by anybody's rules. He's going to steal my girlfriend. And your ball. Oh, no. Yeah. So daddy gave me that ball. Well, you gotta hold on to it, man. <laughs> I sleep every that night. I sleep with that ball every night. Yeah, well. I whisper to it. I said, Daddy gave me to you. Daddy loves me. I'm going to bed now. Well, I have news for you. Do you know what the ball says? What does the ball say? It doesn't say anything. It's a ball, you dipshit. I deserve that. I deserve yeah. it. Yeah. I'll try and do it. What, do you live in a world where balls talk to you? I mean. Go back to your libtard fantasy, you cuck. <laughs> Yep. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm getting insulted by a 12 year old executive. That's Mr. Studio Executive. Yes, sir. That's my name. All right. I think we uh, nailed that. That was concise. I'm going to was... pass. That's okay. Oh, I understand. I understand. Pick a different dog. Golden Retriever, shed too much. All right, I think we nailed that uh, next franchise. I think that's going to be coming to a theater near you, to a toy shop near you, to Toys R Us. Are they still, they're bankrupt, right? They're still alive in Canada. So next up, we got uh, some visitors from past episodes. So that's oh, very exciting. Um, to help us celebrate. Yeah, to help us celebrate. So these people have all, you know, joined us at one point or another in the past. We've been, we've talked to them on the show, we've interviewed them. Um, so a bunch of them have dropped by again. All right, so first up, we have, uh, our very favorite, Iris and Georgina, are here. Say hello, hello. Iris and Georgina. Hello. Hi. Let's see 100, what episode? 101. Uh, oh, that's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's, yeah. That's very How many awesome. nice boys here today? I think we first met you guys on episode five, if I remember correctly. Yeah. We thought you were a Sears. <laughs> of course, it, was, it wasn't just Georgina and Iris. We also had Agnes. 
who unfortunately um, has uh, went to a better place. Rest um, her soul. Rest her soul. So yeah, we're just here to say hello, say hi to you guys, say congratulations. We brought muffins. Did, did you make these yourself? Georgina made them. I did, yes, I made them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they have raisins in them uh, for, because I know most people like raisins, even though they say they don't. Did you, did you put them in the, in the oven? They look a bit um, battery. What do you, what do you mean? What, what, are you what are you talking about? I mean, normally you, you put them in the oven so they, they cook a little bit. These, these don't my, quite look... Um, these are my no-bake cheesequake raisin muffins. Okay. Uh, Jeff, do you want to have one of these? I'll, you can uh, take the first shot. There, uh, is, there, is there flax in this? Because I, I, can't, I can't have flax. Um, uh, no, no, you should no, be okay. okay cool. There's yeah, a, no, lot I, of, a lot of gluten in there, though. Okay, you know, I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. They they look they look fantastic. Um, does anybody have a spoon or something <laughs> with which you use your hands, silly? Just you just straight up just okay, cool. Yep. We have a lot of straws from that uh, you know the Ice Age movie. I that we were just pitching. I I'll I'll give that I'll give that a shot. I I love you know I've said for years I love. A good muffin is one you consume with a straw. Yeah, I call them the cheesequake muffins because uh, once you once you get it into your system, it makes you you make makes your stomach quake. Yeah, I bet. Just looking at them, I can tell they would do that. Ooh. Oh, hold on, we're getting a phone call. It's exciting. Hello, oh. hello, Who's Iris. Is I, I, Iris? Is that your you? Phone, your phone's haunted. Uh, Iris, what, what's going on? What are you doing? Ag Agnes? Yes, it's me, Agnes. What, what? You're supposed to be passed away. I'm not passed away. I I was moved up the street. Your friend Georgina signed me up for a new nursing home. Georgina. That bitch made me move. And now I hear you're chumming around with them. That bitch <laughs> even stole my muffin recipe. Those were I, my muffin recipe. I thought I tasted those before. Yeah, they're mine. They help with my, my ABS. You've <laughs> always <laughs> oh, had such problems with ABS. Oh my God, this is, she, she, we got back from a cruise. She told me you were dead. No, I'm not Listen, dead. I'm not dead. This, this is not, uh, this is like a, you know, those like deep fakes on the internet. Someone's called in and this is not, Agnes is not around anymore, so you know this is. I, this is this is this is Agnes Iris. Huh? You 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 have a yeah. straw on uh -huh. your left buttocks. Yeah. Above a mole. Uh huh. And a big scratch when you sat on that spike when you were thirty-eight years old. Yeah, Spike was a big bouncer back in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi. 
Does anyone else know about all those weird things in your butt? I didn't. No, just you. Does Georgina know about all those weird things on your butt? I don't know, Georgina. What's on my butt? Uh, usually, usually your boyfriend. He's not wrong. But no, that's gotta be, nobody else knows about my scars above my moles. Yeah, it's me, I'm alive. Oh my God, this, so you're, you're just up the street. Are they treating you okay? <laughs> well, sort of. I mean, it's a, it's 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 better than, than being around Georgina all the time. Only about it. Guys, I'm yeah. right here. I'm doing the interview just shut, like Shut up, Georgina. Nobody cares. Now yeah. Iris, what's new with you? Oh you know. <laughs> you wanna catch up right now? <laughs> Oh, this is fine. I'm just, I don't know. Do you boys want us to just catch up right now? <laughs> we don't have to. We, we have another minute on the clock for you guys if you guys want to. Well, um, well, maybe we should find out why Georgina had me shipped up the street. Yeah, that's a better question. Yeah. So why'd you do it, Georgina? Why'd you do it, Georgina? Yeah, why? 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 Why did you go to all these lengths just to move her up the street, away from me, her best friend? Well, you know, that, that's a very big claim to make that I had Why did you do it? That, that's a massive claim to make that I had somebody evicted from, from the, the center because I didn't. I just noticed that Agnes was very uh, mouthy at uh, communal dinners. Uh, you know, she's gassy as hell. Uh, you know, so, and, and maybe, maybe I just wanted a yeah. best friend. Maybe yeah, I, I wanted a best friend. Is that the worst? Is that the worst? Yes, it is the worst. You stole my muffin recipe. That's why I'm so gassy. Listen, I'm, I didn't, I didn't intentionally break his up. I think, uh, Agnes, you're just jealous that I was found a new best friend. That's all. Well, I mean, I found a new best friend because I thought my old best friend was dead, but, uh, look, okay, guys. I'm going to give you guys a new solution. How's about we all move even further up the street into that brand new nursing home where there's three new openings. Wow, why are there new openings? Ask Doug Ford. <laughs> all right, I think uh, let's move on. Thank you, Agnes and Iris and Georgina. It's always wonderful seeing the, the, the trio of you. Thanks, and Iris have been one of our favorite guests on the podcast. Yeah, Georgie has been good too. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, next up we have going back all the way to episode number eight. I think you'll remember Steve. One of our favorite guests we've had was professional wrestler Big Bertha Bam Bam. Remember that episode? Oh, I love Big Bertha. Ah, uh, Big Bertha is fantastic. Yeah, everyone. Uh, Big Bertha is back here. Big Bertha, uh, nice to see you again. Yeah, good to be here, guys. <laughs> nice to Thanks see. For having so happy to have you back. Um, last time you were here, you were here, of course, with your your tag team partner. Uh, uh, yeah, little twig. Little twig stickings, and uh, yeah. I guess uh, in in that time, you guys have broken up as a as a pair. Is that that's correct? Yeah, you could say that. We kind of went our separate ways. Uh, 
little Twiggy, uh, you know, we're on different planes, me and Twig, but, you know, Twig's a good, good fella. Uh-huh. No, no hard feelings of Twiggy. That's good to hear. That's always good to hear. Do you have anything you want to say to us? I mean, it's episode one hundred one. That's a pretty, uh, pretty big one. Well, it's kind of crazy, you know. I'm, I'm pretty uh, impressed. You guys are still going, to be honest. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm, I appreciate you know the all the effort and hard work. So I know a lot about effort and hard work. Yeah, because how long have you been doing this uh, wrestling gig again? Yeah, that's a lot of dedication. Yeah. I remember, um, unfortunately, you did have a, an accident in the ring. You had an injury. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the injury you had? Sure. Yeah, you know, uh, little Twiggy, I was trying to tag him in. And, uh, well, like I said, we don't really see eye to eye all the time. And little Twiggy, our elbows hit each other. And you know how, like, sometimes you hear your elbow in that one spot, mm-hmm. and it's like, like, man, it hurts. And you're like, why did that hurt so much? Oh. And it kind of, like, jiggles almost. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that happened. And, oh, my goodness. That put you on the shelf, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of went into semi-retirement after that one. What does semi-retirement mean for you? What do you, what do, you do in semi-retirement? No, Matt, I, I, I give you a phone. Oh, I just remember back in, uh, I think it was episode eight, uh, we were on, you talked us through your uh, nutrition routine, like how you become such a big Bertha. Did you go over right. that again? It's true, yeah. I used to be, uh, you know, a little bit smaller, I guess you could say. But uh, this is like one food that it just gets me every time. Do you know what a Charleston chew is? I think so. I'm a little vague on it. What could you? Oh, well, I mean, geez, you're, you're not living life, let me tell you. <laughs> it's like this nougaty marshmallow, long chocolate bar thing that you can like bend and it's really chewy. Hence the name Charleston chew. But anyway, oh, what's... you can actually put these things in the freezer you freeze them solid, and when you bite into them, they just shatter in your mouth, and they are so damn good. Hmm. Yeah, so anyway, I got pretty addicted to those. So that's when you went from Little Bertha to Big Bertha. Yeah, I mean, people pretty much just called me Bertha at the time. My mom might have called me Little Bertha, but not no more. She died. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I did hear you. You also started using a new finishing move. Yeah, I. Uh, I, <laughs> I named it after my favorite Denny's uh, breakfast, the lumberjack slam. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. Do you do you, you also eat more more than just Charleston shoes? You also eat Denny's. Yeah, I mean, I got over that addiction, right? Oh like, yeah, right. Uh, part of my. Uh, 
semi retirement actually was right. focusing focusing on my health. So away from the Charleston Jews and more of the Denny's. So you're in CCA now? Yeah. Charleston Chew Anonymous. Yeah, you got it. Although I guess it's not very anonymous now that that's out there. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. It's all good, brother. All right, well thank you so much for calling in and uh, I hope your career is going great. Three years, that's quite the milestone. Yeah, glad to be here, guys. Bam, bam. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, that was uh, Big Bertha Bam Bam, whose tagline is Bam Bam. Bam, bam. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I thought you hung up. <laughs> Ooh, still there. Still there. <laughs> okay, next up, we have a very special guest hailing all the way back from episode 23, which is one of my personal favorites. And of course, as you will definitely recall from that episode, we had Siamese twins Gary and Larry O'Berry. Uh, so welcome to the show, Gary and Larry O'Berry. Uh, I would just like to say, we prefer the term conjoined. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. I know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it into a big thing or nothing. But uh, I'm Larry, by the way. This is my brother, Gary. I'm Gary. Wow, yeah. No, it's it's always funny because I think that Simon's twins for some reason are different voices. Similar. You do, you do. You are twins. Yeah, we're conjoined twins, please. I remember two now, I'm remembering Larry left. That was the rhyme. Larry gift. Wait, Larry left. Gary right. Yes, I'm Gary. I'm on the right. I am on the right. We are conjoined. Now, if I recall correctly, all the way back in episode, I think it was 23, you were about to embark on your new track and field career. Yes, How's that been going? It's been going fairly well. Oh, speak for yourself, Larry. I, okay, Gary, just relax for a minute. It's been going fairly well. Now, as you know, our your dream, our dream for our entire lives, Gary, has been to go to the Olympics and participate in the relay race. Now, such that it is that we are conjoined at the hand makes that a little bit difficult. Some of the referees, some of the officials say that we have an unfair advantage because of the length of our person. I like to say that this is just our natural wingspan. No, I think that makes makes total sense. I remember thinking that was going to be a hindrance more than a, you know, having two people running. You're kind of dragging. Ah, uh, well. To be to be fair, you're kind of dragging Gary. How do you how do you guys make that work? If okay, well, I like to listen. This is going to get rough because he's right here. But, you know, I Gary, can you can you earmuffs? We're conjoined at the hands. We can't hear. Okay. <laughs> Gary, just for a second. Gary, just for a second, I'm going to put my left hand <laughs> on your left ear. And you're going to, you put your right. I understand what you're doing, Larry. Fine. 
your mo thumb. I wouldn't be dragging Gary if Gary tried a little hard. Now he's very sensitive about this. Right. But you know, we're nearly identical twins, but I guess I got all the athleticism. <laughs> okay, Gary, you're myself. This is something we didn't get into last time. Uh, Gary, what are, what are your hopes and dreams? Like, what do, you, what do you do for a living? What do I do for a living? Yeah. I do whatever Larry wants to do. <laughs> That's it. That's my life. I just go where he wants to go because he's the favorite. He's the athlete. And I'm just a misunderstood artist. And what kind of art is it that you do? Sculptures. One hand is sculptures, but somebody won't participate. <laughs> What's your favorite sculpture been done thus far? That I've done, that I've created? Yeah. Mm, I like to do busts. Right. <laughs> Anyone famous or? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I won't, I won't pry any further. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're, you're a little standoffish. Um, Gary, I'm curious. Like, what's an average day in your life like? Like from morning until evening. Oh. What kind of happens in that day? Average day in my life. I get up when Larry gets up. I go where Larry wants to go. And then in the evening, when Larry falls asleep, I work upon my sculpture. Quietly, there's a little block of clay next to the bed. And when you say you do what Larry wants to do, what does Larry do? Oh, he gets up and he exercises and he gets on the treadmill and he runs and he runs and he runs. I just stand there with my <laughs> hand up. Have you guys thought about a surgery to, you know, separate? Can't do it. No. <laughs> You would think the hand would be an easy one. It would kill us both. <laughs> and it would certainly kill Mama. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Because she's also conjoined. Yeah. You guys never cut the umbilical cord. Well, we don't believe that, you know, in our, our family's religion, we don't believe that that should happen. You know, family stays together. Isn't that right, Larry? That is correct, Gary. Well, thank you very much for calling in. Um, always great to hear from the two of them. Uh, more from Larry than Gary, to be honest. He's a bit of a Debbie Downer. Um, I think, well, I think that's a wrap now. Uh, so let's see. You can uh, find us on Twitter. You can find us on no, Instagram. Steven, you, you kick off all the social things because you do all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at the uh, SMEXP. You can follow uh, us on Instagram at the SM Experience. Uh, Facebook, we got a Facebook page, YouTube channel. Always got new videos dropping every month. <laughs> uh, we got a, had a bunch out during the virus times. Um, which are probably still happening. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we have fun. Uh, all this kind of stuff. Uh, thank you so much uh, to Aaron and to Brad and to Jeff and to Matt and Jen. Thanks, guys. It's been a, this has been a blast doing these episodes. Thanks, Alex. This is fun. Yeah. We should have these guys back on more often. We should. 
after all the you know hefty trouble we had, the feuds, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's nice to kind of bury the hatchets. Um, you know, I think that's it's been nice having you guys back in the back in the mix. With that said, I don't think I'll ever forgive Jeff for what he did. That is true. Oh, Jeff knows what he did. Do you want to finally apologize, Jeff? No, I don't actually. I think you should apologize to all of us. I I don't think that what I did was anything that any of you wouldn't do given the exact same situation. So I'm not going to apologize. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry your feelings got hurt. Uh, I'm sorry you're such a little baby. Uh. Classic stubborn Jeff. That's Jeff for you. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Goodbye. 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 What are y'all watching on the Netflix? Hey, you dipshits, get the fuck out of here.